Hello listeners, good evening and happy new month to you all. It's the first Thursday in the month of March 2021 and I'm so excited to be here with you on What Do You Think on Digital FM. I am Okwe Sanyaulu. We thank you Lord for preserving our lives in these turbulent times. We thank you for your provision. We ask that you will send your word tonight and let it heal our diseases physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, we will see how the desire for unnecessary knowledge under the mistaken notion of wisdom can become hurtful to the point of destroying or altering a person's destiny as we discuss altered. So tonight we'll be going from Genesis chapter 3 verse 7 and studying down to verse 23 tonight. So let's start from Genesis chapter 3 verse 7 and read from the New International Version. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. And so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. It was not the eyes of their body that was opened because they could see each other prior to the consumption of the forbidden truth, forbidden fruit rather. And so they saw that they were naked. They had always been naked, but the realization of it just dawned on them. Alas, the serpent was right. They now knew good and evil. Dear listeners, the awful truth about skilled liars is that they mix deception with truth. Hence, we must be careful to hold fast to the truth that in Christ we know. Oftentimes, a lot of persons are just pawns or catalysts in the temptation game of life. It's always been the devil's expertise to get his charges through their bodies or associates. He got Adam through Eve. He tried to get Job through his wife. He even made an attempt on Jesus through Peter. Dear listeners, his pattern remains the same. When the devil sees a bright future ahead of a young lady, he tries to distract her through a young man. He sees a gospel minister doing well and he sends the church secretary after him. The manager's integrity is top-notch, but the devil comes after him through the account officer who begs him to sign an unauthorized check. As the manager tries to resist, the image of his only son lying helplessly on the hospital bed due to lack of funds for the needed surgery flashes before his mind. With that, he agrees to the offer. 
without how such a manager's integrity will be altered. Look, Proverbs chapter 20 verse 17 says, Food gained by fraud tastes sweet, but one ends up with a mouth full of gravel. Dear Lord, we ask that you make us sensitive to the wiles of the enemy and help us to muster the courage to flee every appearance of evil and grant us the boldness to say, Get behind me, Satan. Eventually, they realized that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. The false result of sin is shame. The form in which the knowledge of good and evil came to them is knowing that they were naked. They became self-conscious as self-realization and self-condemnation began. That one-time taste of the forbidden fruits wiped out all the peace, joy, self-respect and boldness of innocence that they previously had. And so, they qualified as the first set of transgressors. Thus, the destiny of the entire human race was altered. Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together to cover at least part of their shame from each other. They made aprons. That is still the trend today. We make every attempt to cover our sins, whereas we make little or no effort to ask or receive pardon from God. And just like the aprons of fig leaves, any attempt to cover one's sin only makes the shame more shameful. In Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Yes, we move to Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they eat from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Here comes the Lord for an evening walk and a cozy chat. But Adam and Eve, who had become wise in their mind, tried to take cover among the trees to avoid being seen. What was once a perfect shameless fellowship had turned into a dreadful fear of God. The voice that they once longed for now evoked fear in their hearts. Just the way children act when they hear the sound of the car announcing the return of their parents. If they have been good all day, they run to the door excitedly into the warm embrace of their parents. But if they have been disobedient and they have put the house in a state of topsy-turvy, they go into hiding until their parents come calling. Dear listeners, when we begin to dread the voice of the Lord, or we begin to avoid His presence, it simply means something is wrong somewhere.
Verse 9. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? I do not think God was asking about their location alone. Of course, he knew they were in the garden. There was no other place on earth at that time. But also about his condition and present state. That question should be considered as God's gracious pursuit, a pursuit of love. If God did not call on Adam, it would probably have ended in a worse state. And did you notice that the question was directed to the man? Yeah, the leader of the group, the head of the family. Now, let's dwell a bit on the roles of a team leader. He manages and leads the team. A team leader communicates the company goals and safety practices to the team. He also motivates team members and assesses their performance. And finally, he's meant to keep the management updated on team performance. No wonder the question was directed to Adam. He was the team leader, the one who was meant to keep the management, the Trinity, updated on the activities in the garden. Look. Being a leader is not just about titles, it's about responsibility and accountability. The expectation of God from leaders today has not changed. As a husband, you have a responsibility over your family. As a teacher, you have a responsibility over the pupils. As a pastor, you are accountable for your congregation. If you are not ready to be responsible or accountable, then you are not ready to be a leader. What was Adam's response to God's call? Genesis 3.10 says, He answered, I helped you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Hmm. When God calls a man, there are different responses. In Adam's case, he replied with an excuse. When God asked him, okay, yeah, then God asked him how he discovered his nakedness. You know, in God's original design, man's nakedness was not meant to be a shameful thing within the confines of marriage. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 25, it says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So why the sudden shame? So the question is, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And here comes the responses in Genesis chapter 3, verse 12 to 13. The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit of the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. And so, the blame game began. Of course, God knew what had happened. 
but he wanted them to be accountable and admit their actions. So he asked them the questions and they responded. When we discover that our children have done something wrong, let us ask them. Give your child the opportunity to talk about it. Listen to him or her before you pass judgment. We should not just assume from your own point of view. Allowing a child to talk about the incident may help you to discover more truths about the situation. You will be able to assess the level of soberness, if any. You will also be able to observe if he or she is willing to accept responsibility for the action. For instance, when you ask, who broke the cup? And the answer is, the cup broke. Versus, I broke the cup while washing it. You see, one says the cup broke. And the other accepts the responsibility that it broke while I was I broke the cup while I was washing it. You may also be able to discover if such child was instigated into doing that thing. So let's look at the response again. The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. In short, Father Adam did not accept responsibility for his actions. Instead, he started the blame game. In that moment, Adam did not regard Eve as his wife. Instead, he referred to her indirectly as a garden mate. He did not remember that it was with his own mouth that he exclaimed in Genesis chapter 2 verse 23 that, Ah, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Even made an attempt to blame God by saying, the woman you put here with me. As in, God, if you had not given me that woman, I would have been alone and no one would have given me food to eat. The food that he himself did not query before consuming. The woman in turn blamed the serpent by saying, the serpent deceived me. Where was her deception detector when the serpent came initially? Now that her eyes are clear, she was able to acknowledge that her conversation with the serpent was a scam. Well, the serpent did not blame anyone or anything because for him, it was mission accomplished. Dear listeners, life is about responsibility. Welcome back. Man, let's talk a little bit. You see, God made you the head of the home. Please take responsibility. Protect your family physically and spiritually. Give them time and attention. Don't just stay glued to your leftover office work while your wife is on the social media, chatting away and smiling at someone who pretends to care. Of course, you can't stay glued together all day unless you want to become a monitoring spirit to your partner. What I'm 
I'm saying in essence is that when both of you are available, spend quality time together, communicate effectively, do things together, make love bank deposits that you can draw from when the chips are down. the sentence Genesis chapter 3 verse 14 so the Lord God said to the serpent because you have done this cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animal you will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life and in verse 17 b to 18 says caused is the ground because of you through painful toil you will hit food from it all the days of your life it will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field the serpents and the ground were cursed while adam and eve were told the ash realities of life that they would face as consequences of their actions. Suffering is a consequence of wrongdoing. Note that the judgment of God began from the root of the matter. It went from the serpent to Eve, then finally to Adam. And that was how the destiny of the first family, and in fact that of the whole world, was altered through one act of disobedience dear listeners whenever we are facing a challenge we should make attempts to get to its roots and deal with it once and for all else it may keep reoccurring Yes, we move to Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. So the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. God is faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, He is our protector and provider. He hates sin, but He does not hate sinners. He chastises, but He will not cast away. What a loving and caring father. What he provided was different from what Adam could imagine. Adam took leaves from an unfeeling tree. Whereas God deprived an animal of life in order to cover the shame of man. Do you know why? God did that so that Adam could learn that sin cannot be covered by leaves from a tree that would grow again next season. Sin can only be atoned for by pain and blood. And that's the main reason God gave his only son Jesus to die for you and I. Dear listeners, it is only God that can relieve man's shame.
Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. Man was banished from the garden so that he would not eat from the tree of life. Is it that God doesn't want man to live eternally or to have eternal life? Of course not. God wants man to have eternal life, but not in sin. Also, God did not trust Adam that he would not disobey again. You see, any relationship where trust is broken, it cannot be easily amended. Now, man's immortality in the Garden of Eden was inched on obedience. However, God prepared a plan B. In John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, but have eternal life. All we need to do is to obey, believe. He's asking us to believe. So when you believe in God's one and only Son, you shall not perish. But that eternal life that you we desired from the foundation of the world, you have it. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 14 says, Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life. That tree of life that Adam and Eve were banished from. God is giving us an access to it. And it says, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Dearlessness, the only way to wash the robes of our heart is with the blood of Jesus. And He is the only sure access to eternal life. Wow, it's been a wonderful evening. In my opinion, God had a choice to wipe out the first batch of humans. But He chose not to give up on man because He had the future plan for us. What do you think? Dear Lord, we thank you for being faithful to us even when we were unfaithful. We thank you for the redemption plan. Please, Lord, we ask that you help us not to take your grace for granted. Help us to be obedient and victorious till the very end. If you're there, you desire that you have access to eternal life. You want to partake of that plan. It's so simple. All you have to do is to say, Lord Jesus, Please wash my robes with your blood. I believe in you. Forgive me of all my sins. I do not want to perish. Grant me eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. Thank you, my dear producer, Emmanuel. Thank you to all who contributed on Facebook. Thanks for sending those wonderful comments. I really appreciate it. Turntables is still available in print. Please get your copy. You can also visit Amazon to get the ebook. Don't forget to send your opinions and comments to WhatsApp on 090-8615-3600. And on the Digital FM Facebook page using the hashtag what do you think or hashtag altered on Gisal FM. And until we meet next time, I am Okwesunyolu. Stay blessed.